You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, we're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long. I'm belay with you for the next about 40 minutes. Across from me here in Banyan 1, inside the Monarch Building, is the best co-host in all the land. Todd at the top. Todders, how are you? Doing good. We're going to keep it to 38. 38 today. 38 today. Uh, yep, hanging out in Banyan 1, inside the Monarch Building, in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. Uh, we have a... Good show for you today. Uh, Weekly Happy, Bear Wakes a Drunk Guy. Uh, There are some repeating events on the docket, so we'll tell you what those are, both up at Powder Mountain and Snow Basin. There are some non-repeating events, including a Wildflower Trail Fest coming up this weekend. Give you some in the news. Uh, Utahns are smoking a lot of weed. Utah rock art was undamaged. The Utah Olympic Park is open. There are two places cyclists cannot ride this summer. Uh, California condors are returning to a very significant national park. TGR is opening a retail store. The Piole Dior has significant climbs have been listed. Champion snowboarder has died and a woman fell to her death in Grand Canyon National Park. And then a National Geographic photographer films a break-in at his own house. We'll give you something worth watching, something worth reading, a Gear 30 segment, including a new bag from a very popular sleeping bag company that we will tell you about uh, my land segment quote of the week and outdoor jukebox all of this and more on our outdoor adventure show episode 356 bears cyclists and weed so let's charge he summits with the agility of a mountain goat flashes routes faster than ups is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Have a good week, Todd. Yeah, it went super fast. Yeah, it did go fast. I don't know why. Is it the holiday, maybe? I don't know. Uh, This week's weekly happy, a wild bear woke up a past a passed out man who had you know drank too much it's amateur video shot by tourists up there in russia shows a curious curious bear sniffing let's see if i can get this playing you can just hear in the background this bear is approaching these two passed out men they're laying in a grass hill they're commentating instead of yelling so this was filmed film yep and this bear sniffs the boot don't yell for these guys to wake up. Just commentate the video. Of course. And the guy wakes up, freaks out, and starts yelling at the bear. And the bear is like, whoa, this guy's alive. And uh, scampers off slightly into the grass, looking back like, oh, I guess those aren't guys aren't dead. I should probably run the other direction. Not a big bear. Looks like a small black bear. But that is one way to wake up from your drunken stupor. Is where the bear wakes you up in some grass. There I like that they didn't bother him. They just kept filming. They were like, yeah, that's, that's why. These guys are idiots. That's Russia for you. Uh, they're hardcore there. They just want to watch the carnage. I, I think guess. hardcore more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, there's your weekly happy. That's funny. Um, so we have some on the docket this week. On the docket, repeating stuff means it's, you know, there's more than one here. Uh, Pizza and Pites up at Powder Mountain. Roosters Brewing will be doing the tap takeover. Hours of operations will be from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Bowers Lodge. Um, July 16th, 23rd, 30th, and then August 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. The health and safety of the guests and staff is of the utmost importance for Powder Mountain. Therefore, they will be amending the typical process of pizza and pints to follow strict Weber Morgan Health Department and CDC guidelines. Guests will be able to reserve a seat online. So you have to go on the website, go to Powder Mountain, uh, and then inside Pizza and Pints will operate more or less like a restaurant with servers. You can do takeout slash pickup up there. Uh, and, and the orders will now be available for you to do that. So Pizza and Pipe, Pints up at Powder Mountain. It's uh, beautiful weather in the summertime up high. So do that. They also have um, trail trials up at Powder Mountain at Hidden Lake Lodge. Powder Mountain Trail Trials is a time trial format training trail running event. Participants will choose their start time during registration and will start individually at one minute intervals. That way you're not all lined up at the same time at the start to maintain spacing, spacing and social distancing. And this is July 22nd, 29th, August 5th, August 12th, August 19th, and August 26th. Palmao Chow Chow. Palmao Chow Chow. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Palmao Chow Chow. Again. Again. And Chow. Palmao Chow Chow. <laughs> oh, I almost had it. Yeah. I can't do it. There's not, oh, there was something the other day. It was, oh, it's, it's the, uh, insurance guy that my, uh, is it something, something say 40%. Say 40%. And my kids can say it and I get caught. I can't do it. I can't. Oh, that's funny. I yeah. Can't. I can't remember what that What's is. that commercial. They refer to the guy who's the actor as it's safe. Drive safe or something. Say 40%. How's that go? And they can say, it, and I always get caught up on it. Anyway, I can't do it. Yoga in the mountains up at Snow Basin is uh, ongoing. They It's not on top of the mountain. It's down at Earl's Lodge because you can better uh, social distance and distance down there. Earl's Lodge's patio is bigger. Uh, beginning, you can begin your Saturday by breathing in the fresh air. The Wasatch Mountain pro, Mountains provide. Find sunshine, cool breezes, and zen on the patio of Earl's Lodge. It's a one-hour yoga class. We'll combine breath and posture. All levels welcome says join us in attaining a state of mindfulness and an improved sense of well well anytime you're up at Earl's Lodge you're you're doing pretty good so plus these mornings have been beautiful, beautiful. temperatures amazing cuz and they're starting to warm nights the other night it was still 90 at like 10 p.m. right well we'd advance but the morning is amazing sweating until it was till about 10 yeah no kidding <laughs> And then it finally cooled off. All the yoga classes are taught by a certified yoga teacher. And then they do give you a complimentary healthy post-yoga juice. You can uh, ride to Needles Gondola to the top of the resort if you'd like. It's $25. Um, includes a gondola ticket and post-yoga juice. So you can go you yoga can do that. Yoga juice. Yoga juice. Is that, is that gross? Is that it kind of sounds gross. <laughs> Non-repeating this weekend, July 10th through the 11th. Still a go. It's a go. The Wildflower Trail Fest up at Powder Mountain. Uh, that's a like a women's specific event up at Powder Mountain. Uh, they said it's it's Friday and Saturday, and there are ways to you know. They're, again, they're everybody's got to follow these these guidelines to social distance. And so there's a gathering of the ladies up at Powder Mountain this weekend. There are tickets still available. Wildflower Trail Fest. Not to be confused with Powder Mountain Trail Trial. No. Not totally different. Got it. Totally different. 
the uh, July 23rd through the 26th, and I know you've already entered this and uh, may may take first place. It's the Yeti Total Archery Challenge <laughs> up at Snow Basin. It's your archery skills on. As, uh, g- as good as the Yetis. As good, yeah. If you can shoot a Yeti, you win, I think is how that goes. Oh, so not there. shooting as good as a Yeti. It's shooting Yetis. Oh, you can, yeah. Because maybe, yeah. Where's the Yeti come in? Yeti's the sponsor. Yeti, oh. Yeti's the sponsor. Yeti Total Archery Challenge. So the last thing you want to and do is And I think is it's presented by Black Rifle Coffee. So there's, it's like, it's just really long. And I actually shortened it to just Yeti Total Archery Challenge because it's a shorter name. But it's actually, the full name is presented by Black Rifle Coffee. It's this big, because you, know, you have to have a front-end sponsor and a back-end sponsor to make any money these days up at Snow Basin. Uh, but it's an archery archery competition. But that's also Yeti I would not shoot. Those are expensive, those Yetis. I would not you shoot, shoot one of those You shoot those Yetis. That's like you th- college <laughs> savings down the drain. Bye-bye. <laughs> Literally draining out of the cooler. Uh, they make a phenomenal product. Oh, yeah, they um, do. We, we actually, our, our family member bought a... What's that plastics company that they make all the the stand up paddle boards? Lifetime. And, lifetime. They 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 bought they bought a lifetime version of a Yeti, right? A cooler that we used for a family party over the weekend. Not a damn thing wrong with that lifetime no. cooler. No. A fraction of the cost, you know. No. no, it's true. I'm sure it does oh. the exact same thing. Probably keeps the bears out as well. Well, it kept the ice for a few days, and yeah, I'm like, okay, well. Wasn't that one of their original sort of claims to fame was one of the first, like, bear-proof? Wasn't that the... Well, I don't know. I know we carry Canyon coolers at Another the really shop, good one. And that was based, built, you know, based on uh, I need a cooler to keep my drinks warm on a multi-day rafting trip, canoe trip. So there's some features there that rafters and canoeists really like on how to strap your cooler to your boat, uh, which is very cool. And that is an official bear proof. They do have, I don't know what kind of rigorous bear certification. It's a line of bears. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they can't open the Canyon coolers. So they, I know Canyon coolers for sure is I, because I've never been in the market for a Yeti, I've never studied if they have the actual bear certification. But Yeti, if you're listening, we'd love you to sponsor the show. Oh, send us. Yeah. In fact, I, you're, mean, I see your name on a lot of things. There's no reason why you can't throw it on this one. You know what? A few hundred downloads a week. I know you're down for that. Done. So, Absolutely. Done. Yeah. It's highly comparable. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the Skyline Mountain Marathon on August 8th is still a go as well. So there's your events um in the news in the news yes citations for marijuana possession outnumbered duis by 500 percent in utah over the holiday weekend we got nothing else better to do apparently a holiday weekend is according to Snowbrains. holiday weekend is always a busy time for officers cracking down on intoxicated boaters and drivers and this weekend was no exception utah officers were surprised Though that the number of tickets issued for marijuana possession outnumbered DUIs by 500%. A total five DUI site, a total in total, five DUI citations were issued to intoxicated boaters and drivers in Utah state parks. Now, listen, it's only five throughout the state, it's actually not a ton. Uh, drinking and boating does not mix, so that's how people die. So, they did issue five of those. 
this is in contrast to the 25 citations issued for marijuana possession and uh, the humongous uptick there that left officers very surprised, it says. So, anyway. Come on, kids. Smoke safe. Smoke safe. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. I guess you can't smoke and boat. I guess not. I yeah. kind of treated the same, I suppose, as yeah. behind the wheel Driving. or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fire swept over Utah rock art, but uh, the pre- they preserved the rock art. So it's just kind of cool. I like this this story in Saratoga Springs. Um, several years ago, the descendants, according this is on the Salt Lake Tribune, the descendants of a farmer, um, Adelbert Doyle Smith, you know him, donated 197 acres to a nonprofit to create and preserve, protecting hundreds of ancient petroglyphs. Native Americans had chiseled into rock outcrops overlooking the west shore of Utah Lake. Until a week ago, the Smith Family Archipelago Preserve was available for tours and was being surveyed for potential listing on the National Register of Historic Places. Now its future is uncertain after a motorist allegedly drove his vehicle onto the fenced-off preserve June 28th, igniting a wildfire that swept over nearly all 240 of its known rock art panels. Um, it has destroyed the natural setting. The cheatgrass will take the cheatgrass will take over. This used to be good habitat. The preserves volunteer manager, Randy Griffin said Monday while surveying the damage. Um, it was trespassing. It had been charged with misdemeanor trespassing. Good news is none of the petroglyphs were damaged in the fire. They all, they all survived. So that's good. Um, but what the hell are these people doing? Destroying, destroying just flat out. Ruining things. Ruin. We can't have nice things. You can't see me shaking my head. I'm shaking my head. Um, FYI, the uh, Utah Olympic Park is open for summer enjoyment. So if you're looking for stuff to do, the, Olymp- the Utah Olympic Park is open for business this summer with a few additional safety measures to combat the spread of coronavirus. The most exciting of all, the return of the Alpine Slide. Uh, the Alpine Slide is open, which is always a blast um, up there at Park City. The Extreme tubing, take a ride down the land landing hill of a Nordic ski jump in an inner tube. That sounds very dangerous. Available with a jump side pass or individual purchase in person. Uh, extreme zip line, you do the zip line up there. Freestyle zip line, I don't know the difference. A bit, so it says it's a bit shorter, less steep, and totally fun. Perfect for younger kids or adults who want a more leisurely ride. I had a uh, arts meeting up there last I can't remember, did you talk to each other on the zips you're like something. zipping down yelling back and forth no it was in a meeting room in the building yeah. but uh the windows looked overlooked the um the, where they do the jump into the pool and it was a great backdrop like it was really did you pay attention to the meeting at all or were you just watching the jumps? 50 percent yeah 50 percent but it's beautiful up there it's fun it's just so nice go watch and it's when really it's cool. 105 in town it's yeah. nice to go up there where it's maybe 85 or something. So. I think they have a nice little museum in there, and it's just a beautiful spot. And it's always cooler. It's always cooler up in Park yeah, City. Yeah, it feels better. Yeah. So summer, I don't know, it feels like road construction is 24-7, 365 in Utah, but summer's actually really bad. And there's a couple of places that are shut down to cyclists this summer due to road construction. Uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, you cannot go up Big Cottonwood Canyon. That is closed to cyclists. According to Cycling West, cyclingutah.com. Uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon is closed to cyclists from milepost 8 to the top starting June 24th. So it's already closed right now through August 2020. Paving 
We'll start approximately one mile up the canyon from the Moss Ledge picnic area to the winter summer gate on the Guardsman's Pass. Additionally, the uh, Brighton Town Loop Road will be paved, which is good because uh, I was up there last winter and it's just a pothole mess and just needs to re a repave. But you cannot ride your bike up there um, unless it's a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Oftentimes people ride on Sundays up there. I think I came out to Utah in 93, and I think it's been road construction since. Mm-hmm. And it probably started before that. That's just as far back as 89. Went under some massive road construction. I mean, I'd say 100% then. nonstop. Like, it's I, very seldom will you find even an opening. It's pretty much consistent. My favorite thing to do is at night, driving through construction zones that narrows you down to one road or one lane. And then the little... There's no marks on the road itself. Well, and, there's the reflectors, right? And what you can do, like on the reflectors on the side, because you're kind of scared and you got the like the the cement barricades on each side. And I just picture myself, I am Luke and I'm in the trench and I'm going to, I have to stay on target, stay on target. Cause I got to release the bomb at the right spot, you know, so it goes in and destroys the, the death star or whatever. Uh-huh. But I feel like I'm riding, I'm, I'm piloting the, the X wing there and I'm, I've a very narrow room for, mis, you know, mistakes. I mean, it's very close. You're just like steady, Knowing steady. Full well. Yeah. Knowing full well too that uh, construction equipment, uh, more uh, um, star destroyers or whatever, will just pull right into you, like right in front of you. Because <laughs> right? you don't know. You know. You, and just like Star Wars, you can get taken out from the backside. Like you have no idea. Like something to just come along and like take your ass out. That's, night driving is like that's a whole night driving thing. in. And it feels like I'm using the force. It really does. Do. Yeah. They've gotten better at putting police officers at the at where it narrows down to one lane. You like know? to wake up, slow down just a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah, pay attention. Um but then yeah, when you're in the middle of it, it's like stay on target. But then what I'd hate to is is usually right around that time is right when you get to that construction and there's these giant what feels like uh, high beam lights just pointing straight at you right before you go into the shoot. There's always these super bright work lights. Oh, the work lights. Yes. <laughs> also semi trucks coming at you, their lights are higher and reach over the barricades where if you're not in an SUV, if you're in a car, they're like right, right in your eyeballs. This is just getting worse. It completely blind you, but it's nonstop right around that latent area has been nonstop since 93, eight nights since 1989, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good news there. So I hear 89 and uh, Chase, who I work with, uh, he lives right off of 89 and he says, you know, he's seen the plans and they've, it's three years in the works for this current uh, construction operation. But I guess, you know, they're, they're, they will rid the, the lights. So there won't be light. There'll be on, on ramps and off ramps on 89. I think that's a great idea. I don't know how they pull that off, but cool. Cause there's believe it when I see it, quite it a few stop, good. stop and goes on 89 yep. these days. Yep, no, you probably true. remember then back in the late eighties, early nineties, where it was like, that was when I was living up in mountain green and it was very few lights. Yeah. Winters were, were rough. Jackknife vehicles. That's where I learned mm, about that. Yeah. Like once a week, something was in the river coming down the Canyon. Oh yeah. No, it was not a fun place in the evening. Oh, good stuff. Immigration Canyon closing uh, to bikes starting July 6th. So that would be a couple days ago. What are they doing on up there? Construction, heavy construction start July 6th. What? <laughs> It's weird, right? Yeah. Work and repair scheduled to focus first on soft spot repairs. You know, whatever. It's construction. That's the area on the, on the baby's head. It's that soft spot. It's, it's, 
<laughs> you say that I'm looking at the ugliest. I think it's the ugliest bird I've ever seen. It's a turkey vulture. Uh, it's, no, it's not. It's California California condor. Turkey vultures are pretty ugly. The California condor. It looks like a turkey with the head cut off. Essentially, I mean, it just looks like there's. I don't know. It's a weird looking. I'm sure it's a beautiful bird in person. Um, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, they've been seen in Sequoia National Park for the first time in nearly 50 years. So the endangered California condors been spotted in Sequoia first time in 50 years as the giant birds reclaim historic habitat lost when the species teetered on the brink of extinction. Uh, condor, they weren't actually on teeter tots. What are those? What's the what's the playground? Teeter totter. Teeter totter. Do you want? Do you, did you say do you want to go play on the teeter totter? Seesaw. 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 Teeter totter. Teeter totter. Yeah. Do you want to go teeter? Like do you teeter? Like, like how do you? <laughs> when you're cool, it's <laughs> just like. No, but I got I got time to totter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll totter for a second. I guess I'll teet. I'll teet at you at the. At, at lunchtime or whatever. Did, I, did you see that video that I posted? I, I think I've made it clear. If I haven't mentioned it on the show, I'm surprised. Is that I'm not a fan of our state bird. In fact, I loathe. Uh, uh, we're in Utah. Seagulls. The state bird is, bird is the flying rat. Yeah, and so I yeah. I'm not a fan of seagulls, uh, which I do see as flying rats, right? And uh, there was a video of a seagull just that ate a rat hole, um, and it was, I mean, it was honestly, it was pretty great um to to see nature like that yeah but at the same time i'm just like a rat eating a rat just another reason wow to love our state weird and gross yeah the seagull the landlocked they look so they're like they don't they don't look as ugly as like that california condor where the california condor looks like it's about to do some damage you know seagulls look kind of harmless i think that's the reason why you're kind of lured in Hmm. and i think probably the reason why i they are flying rats is because of humans feeding them through the years, you know, because yeah. for the most part they just eat garbage. Um, mm. So just flying rats when it comes to that. And then personal issues. I mean, I have my own personal issues about this. So I wrap that into the equation too. Was I had a, I had a flying rat experience. experience? Yeah, yeah. It was not good. That, that's another story. I'll bring that up later. I'm really curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took away your manhood or something this is no just not ang- good just angered me just a- yeah angered me so have Fle- i not told this story flew in at the wrong time I so guess. this was at uh you know i worked out on uh, catalina island for like three summers yeah and so one of the summers i worked at a restaurant that was down by the pier so it was right there on the water and i think it was right before my shift and i already had feelings about flying rats before this uh just because they're, they're just garbage eaters you know and yeah. uh and so if they're not eating garbage on a beach, then they're eating garbage in Walmart parking lots. It's, it's more or less still the same. And so I had, uh, on Catalina, the, you know, food's not cheap. And so I remember I got this, uh, oh, a burrito. I remember the story. So I got okay. a burrito right before my shift and the burrito was, I don't know, 10, 12 bucks. It was, not, it was not cheap. Right. And I only had so much time before I was went in for a long shift. And so I, I got the burrito, I got the little condiments, I'm sitting on the edge of the water, you know, down by the pier and, uh, and I, and I go to pick up the burrito, have the first bite that just would, mm. Oh, it was looked so good. Mm. You can good picture burrito. it right now. Yeah. Can't you? Oh my yeah. gosh. 
I mean, imagine the size of like a Beto's baby yeah. burrito. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big one, right? And uh, so I put it to my mouth. Right over my right shoulder comes a flying rat, grabs it with its beak. And of course, it was way too heavy for it. And so dropped it right in front of me. And so. In the water. Nope. Right the- there on some asphalt. There was oh, a little okay. bit of asphalt yeah. right there. Like right there in front of me. And it just opened up. And then about 20 to 25 of these flying rats come and just demolished it as I watched my only meal of the day just being annihilated by a one rat turned into 15, which turned into about 20. Oh my God. Just eating this baby sized burrito. That's what they do. That's uh, what they do. They look for opportunities. I was They're so opportunistic. I was so upset. Like I was really mad at this. Like bird. you're still upset. Like I wasn't swinging. I think it was the the nail in the coffin. Yeah. My feelings towards for, towards seagulls. So. But that I mean, was it. It's kind of it funny. It comes down to but, that. But tragic at the same It wasn't time. funny at the time. <laughs> Looking back, perhaps. <laughs> and this is why was there I'd anybody be... around, like, kind of laughing, but not really? They're just the seagulls just the laughing. Because <laughs> they make the laughing sound. They do. Yeah. They do. So that just added to it. Mm. Yeah, there's my story. And if so if anybody out there ever wants to change the state bird of Utah, I'd be more than happy to. Oh my God. That's we can be the California condor for all I care. <laughs> of Utah. The yep. Utah state bird. It'd make as much sense to me as the seagull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. If you're a fan of TGR, Teton Gravity Research, uh, they're opening a new retail store. TGR is opening a new retail store this July in Bozeman, Montana. This is according to TetonGravity.com. Offering shoppers the chance to purchase all their favorite TGR gear in a town already beloved by outdoor enthusiasts worldwide. So if you're close to there, uh, close to Bozeman, look forward to a new TGR retail shop um, coming to town. Coming to town. That would be a great store to go to. Rock and Ice released the PLA Dior... 2019 list of significant climbs that they, they find significant. You can go to rockandice.com and look this up because if I try and tell you, I mean, I can't. <laughs> okay, the first ascent of Link Star, 7,041 meters in Pakistan by Steve Swanson, Graham Zimmerman, Mark Ritchie, and Chris Wright. Uh, Dennis Yurbanko's first solo ascent of honeymoon on the southwest face of Gashabrum 2, 8,034 meters in Pakistan. Dmitry Golovchenko and Sergei uh, Nilov's climb, uh, though not to the summit of the east wall of Kumbha Karna, also known as Janu, in Pakistan, 7,710 meters. And then two climbs by Mark, uh, it must be Norwegian, Helos, uh, Holesek, and his partners, the first ascent of the northwest face of Kamalang, which is in Nepal. And uh, then he also joined Zendek. They call him Hook. Uh, last name Hawk. And the first ascent of Boys 1970, a new line on the east wall of Huandoy Norte in Peru uh, with Ra- Radslav Gro. And then the first integral ascent of the east face of Mount Fay, Canada by Brett Harrington, Luca Lindic and Inez, Inez Pepper. Pepper. Well, she's I'm glad this segment is subtitled because it's really helping out. This is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, last one. Last one. A new variation to M16 on House Peak by David Lama, uh, Hans Jorg Auer, and uh, Jess Ross Kelly. All three perished on the descent. So that is notable as well because they are no longer with us, which is very sad. Uh, those are the, that's, 
There's a full list of significant climbs on there, but those are the uh, highlighted ones that uh, Machinice just thinks uh, you should know about. In uh, bad news, world champion snowboarder died in a tragic free diving accident. <clears throat> this is according to Snowbrains. The Australian snow community is mourning a sad death of three-time Olympian and two-time world border cross champion who drowned while free diving and spearfishing off Palm Beach on the Gold Coast of Australia. Alex Chumpy Poland, 32, was found unresponsive on the ocean floor and brought to the shore where lifeguards and paramedics attempted to resuscitate him for 45 minutes. It appears Poland was free diving alone and another diver found him on the seafloor. There is a show on Netflix or Disney Plus. I watch both so much that sometimes I confuse which one it's on. I th so yeah, I don't know which one it's on. It's on one of those two. Um, and it's kind of these obscure sports around the world. Um, so, and they're fascinating, like freaking fascinating. There's one in Spain that they only do once a year. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like a soccer, football, rugby, but no rules. They literally punch each other. Like they start, they literally punch. It's MMA fights break out on the front line, and like it's they only play it once a year. And there's only four total games, like four four teams. There's four teams and two two games like a i don't anyway it's very short season because like these, murder ball these guys it's like a murder ball right it's part of the series this is a great show by the way it's like i think it's called home home game or something like that because it's they're basically it's these sports that per people in certain geographic areas cultures they grew up doing uh and then i think it's in the philippines they free dive and i didn't know and so they're trying to set these free dive um I don't know what happened in this the case of this gentleman here who unfortunately passed, but they try to set these world records where they hold their breath for like two minutes and they go down and then they come back up. And what was interesting is when they try to set these world records, you know, they've got all the safety in place and they have people at the surface. And on more than one occasion, a girl did it and a guy did it. They come to this, they come to the top of the water, heads above water, and then they black out and they're like slapping them on the face and like come to us, come to us, come to us. And then one guy even had like uh, resuscitation breaths blown into him uh, because they hold their breath for so long to come to this, actually swim to the surface. As soon as they get the surface, pass out. Cause they just, they're right at the line. And then they got to like bring them to, and then uh, they come, they come to, and then there's like a judge in a boat and the judge in the boat's like, uh, that's a red, like you can't pass out. Like you cannot, you cannot pass out. It doesn't count. So when you come to the surface, you have to not pass out. And then it counts, like, because you dove down that far and you got the meters or whatever you come. Fascinating. Fascinating sport. But I weird that you can, like, feel like, okay, I'm going to make it a service. I'm going to make it a service. I'm going to make it a service. And you surface, and then then you're out. And it's kind of weird. Anyway. I'm curious that. how long people are holding their breath for. Isn't it, like, well, you have 10 minutes or something? Well, I don't know. It's a long time. Uh, and then while you're looking that up, another tragic death in nature. A woman fell to her death in Grand Canyon National Park, Arizona, after walking off a trail while she was taking pictures. Uh, please, please, when you're out there, the land is beautiful. Pay attention to your surroundings. 59-year-old Maria Salgado Lopez, a resident of Scottsdale, Arizona, slipped and fell. This is tragic. It's terrible. From the Grand Canyon's south rim near Mather Point on Friday, July 3rd. Happened about one o'clock in the afternoon. The rangers were quickly located. Uh, Lopez's body about a hundred feet below the canyon's rim. It's no joke down there. The drop-offs are incredible. Uh, straight off trail to take photographs when she then slipped and fell down the rim. 
And uh, there's an investigation just to make sure. Uh, finally, a National Geographic photographer, and this is kind of weird. Um, they've got a, he filmed a bear breaking into his house, but it's his, he's got a, get away. I hear this. Get away. They're trying get to shoot. Away. The bear's face is like in the get house away. because it's a screen, w- screen window. Shoot. And he pulled shoot. the screen off. Shoot. And these guys, there's enough. Get if you dared get close to the bear, shoot. you could slide the window closed, right? Because the glass is open. It's open. He get away. Tears the that's replaying now because it's on Instagram, so it's just replaying. Ta- get away. Tears the screen off and is just Shoot. looking in there like, hey guys, Shoot. what's going on? What's going on in here? Get away. <laughs> and you can tell that kid's young. Go. Whoever's Shoot. there. That's his young voice. Shoot. Bob, you hear Mom in the back, like, hey, get back. Like, boys, get this away. is not okay. There's a bear get coming away. in the window. <laughs> get away. How come that sounds like the mom? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So uh that happened as well. Yeah, those free divers are doing upwards to not the best of the best, like nine, nine and a half minutes. Dude, that's insane. Do you know how long that is? Um, I it's hard. Like hold like hold your breath for and like you get around thirty seconds, you're like whoa. That's and then a minute's like whoa, and two minutes is really long, really long. So nine is I, I can't mean, that's even gotta fathom. Be, that's gonna involve like some mind over. Talk about Jedi. Yeah. Like a whole way of thinking, training. Yeah, like the same kind of mind techniques where you can sit in freezing cold water, freezing cold water or freezing cold air naked and not get cold. Like Or learning to sing in a certain way or just being able to use your, your body, your muscles. Self-healing. Yoda. Yeah. Yoda has the strength. Um, something worth watching. A thousand ways to kiss the ground. This is a cool project a thousand ways to kiss the ground is now available to watch with donations to the climbing grief fund today this was um yesterday uh, july 7th marks the release of the long anticipated film a thousand ways to kiss the ground directed by henna taylor the film release is in conjunction with a fundraiser for the climbing grief fund from now until july 20th people who donate 15 dollars or more to the climbing grief fund will receive access to the film there's also an online auction July 7th through the 20th and discussion panels on July 9th and 14th. A Thousand Ways to Kiss the Ground includes interviews with prominent climbers Alex Honnold, Lynn Hill, Jamie Logan, Kitty Calhoun, Jesse, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesse Huey, Sam Elias, Chris Kalos, and many more. According to the press release, the film is a project that Hannah and Summer Taylor began in 2019 to capture the climbing community's collective experience of grief and loss and the nuanced wisdom inherent to each individual's relationship with grief. So um, I found this at alpinist.com. You can go you know, search it, Google it, A Thousand Ways to Kiss the Ground. Definitely worth watching. Something Worth Reading, Returning to the Trails After Time Away by Alex Nichols. I found this on um, ironfire.com. So Returning to the Trails After a Time Away uh, talks about you know, ultra running and coming back to post COVID and we're not even post COVID. We're like still in the middle of it all. But, but, uh, when you, when you're in lockdown and you're in quarantine and then you need, you finally get out and, and trail run and, uh, what, what is that like? And he's got a, a nice, um, it's a blog essentially, but it's a nice short story of, of, um, kind of how to do it. Take, taking the vertical challenge seriously, creating an outline for your training, being patient with yourself, appreciate what you have, 
if you're looking to get out there and do some long distance and you haven't recently, um, this is maybe a, a blog that you can refer to. Again, it's up at irunfar.com. For our Gear 30 segments, um, right now at gear30.com, you can save 25% on outdoor research. That's through Sunday. So if you're a fan of outdoor research, which I am, go to gear30.com or come on down to the shop, say hi, and pick you up some, some outdoor research at 25% off. I uh, found out today that Western Mountaineering will have a new sleeping bag debuting in the fall, but it'll be limited. And I don't think we're going to bring it in in the fall because um, we just don't sell a lot of sleeping bags in the fall, but it'll come out in the spring. It's called the Fly Light. And I want to say it's under a pound. It's a 30, I think it's a 34. Did they, they settle on the, yeah, 34 degree bag. Um, so it's got like a, basically a half zip and a full hood. But if you're, if you're into very, very lightweight sleeping bags, for summer backpacking, um, through hiking, this new fly light uh, you're going to love from New Western, from Western Mountaineering. So that'll be out in the spring. FYI. Once they cut that weight into a third, I'll start thinking about Half a it. pound? No, like Anti-gravity bag? Third of a pound third is of what a I'm pound. shooting for, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anti-gravity. <laughs> it's like a paper bag. It floats away. It's a plastic bag. You got to watch it, it or else yeah. it'll float away. Uh, in the MyLand segment, Vail Resorts nears 100% renewable electricity goal as large-scale wind farm goes online. Out of Bloomfield, Colorado, according to Vail Resorts, their own press release, Vail Resorts celebrates a major step toward its 100% renewable electricity goal as a new large-scale wind farm enabled by the company has gone online. Vail Resorts has committed to purchase 310,000 megawatt hours of wind energy annually from the new 82-turbine Plum Creek Wind Project, which will address more than 90% of the company's current electricity use along or across its 34 North American resorts. They own 34 now. Holy cow, it's a lot. Tis a lot. Um, I think that's all I have for this week. Not too shabby of a update. Uh, quote of the week. Those who dream by day are cognizant of many things which escape those who dream only by night fitting author Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Thank you, Banyan One, for powering today's 356th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, thebanyancollector.com. Podbean app for Android and iPhones. All show notes, so anything we talked about, if you're interested in any of the events, the news stories, the worth watching, all of the links will be at the blog up at thebanyancollector.com under Ogden Outdoor Adventure. Please visit all the show notes. Flying rads. All the flying rat footage. you got to find that and send it to me. <laughs> uh, also, if you have any th feedback for us, want to chat, have an interesting story, we do have friends who send us stuff, and I love it. So DM us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. Send us, like, news updates, events that we you think you want us to mention at Ogden Adventure um, so we can see what's going on out there. It really helps us a lot. This week's Outdoor Jukebox, sifting through hours of crappy music so that you don't have to. This is a little brighter days. Oh, yeah. By Jay Boog. What? Uh, John Muir say the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. Maybe because what you're feeling inside is too much to hide now.